Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. This is a time of year when the holidays are fast approaching. I want you to begin now thinking about what you need to give God thanks for as we come into this season of Thanksgiving. This year, I want to spend more time sharing with you the importance of gratitude and thankfulness to God for all that he has done. And you are still standing after all we've been through politically with the viruses, with floods and fires and waters and freezes. We ought to be thankful to God for his goodness towards us. Call a family member, call a friend, and join us in this broadcast as we talk about our thanksgiving to God for what he has done. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. It was Sarah Josepha Hale, a 74-year-old magazine editor who wrote a letter to President Abraham Lincoln on September the 28th in 1863, urging him to have a day of our annual Thanksgiving made into a national and a fixed union festival, she called it. She explained, you may have observed that for some past years there have been an increasing interest felt in our land to have the Thanksgiving held on the same day in all states. It now needs national recognition and authoritative fixation only to become permanently an American custom and institution. Now, prior to this, each state scheduled its own Thanksgiving holiday at different times, mainly in New England and the northern states. President Lincoln responded to Mrs. Hale's request immediately. Unlike his predecessors who ignored her petitions, in her letter to President Lincoln, she mentioned that she had been advocating a national Thanksgiving date for 15 years. George Washington was the first president to proclaim a day of Thanksgiving. He issued that request for that Thanksgiving day on October the 3rd, 1789. But on October the 3rd in 1863, there was a proclamation issued by the president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, and in his proclamation he said, the population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, referring to the Civil War, the siege and the battlefield and the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmenting strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel has devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gift of the Most High God, who while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It, it has seemed fitting to me and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States 
and also those who are at sea, those who are sojourning in foreign fields to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly do him for such singular deliverance and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care all who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we have unavoidably engaged. And fervently implore the imposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation, to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purpose to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. This was done on the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1863, by President Abraham Lincoln. It is a blessing and a benefit to live in a country whose president acknowledged the existence of the Almighty God. You might want to remember that because as we are going forward here in this country and in this culture, we are finding that uh, they want to take God out of everything. Out of the Pledge of Allegiance, they want to take one nation under God out. Christ has been taken out of Christmas. They don't want to mention Christ in the schools. So we don't have the Christmas holidays like we used to have. We have winter break in the schools because we don't want to take a chance at saying the name of Christ while we're mentioning Christmas. We don't want a nativity scene. And so in order to have a separation of church and state, we want to disavow any connection with God lest we offend somebody else. I was reading uh, in the news over the last couple of weeks in our national cathedral, we've had our first Muslim service. So in the Christian church, we're going to have a Muslim service. I bet we can't have a Christian service in the mosque. Oh, how about going to a mosque and letting the Holy Ghost take over? <laughs> Folks get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and that with the mighty burning fire. They ain't going to have that. But as we prepare to celebrate what we call Thanksgiving Day, we are challenged more than ever to observe with an understanding and with thankfulness. The believers, the church, has been swept away by the, the winds of the culture and we follow right in line with the culture and uh, observance of these days that are set aside. We have heard more about Black Friday and which stores will be open on Thanksgiving than we heard about being thankful. Merchants have hijacked this day from ministers. It has become a launching pad for merchandisers while ministers wonder if they should even inconvenience the congregation by having a service on Thanksgiving Eve. 
Should we really have service on Wednesday? Folks are cooking. So they may not come because they're cooking. Pastor, we're going to have service on Wednesday? I said, let me get this right. Thanksgiving is for God and for us to give thanks to God, but we might not want to do that because the turkey might not get done. Is that what you're trying to ask me? There's no better time than now for the people of God to lift their voices and their hands in praise and thanksgiving to God who gives us all things to enjoy. The reason you are here today is because you have made a declaration or at least have come to some understanding that you believe in God. If you don't believe in God, you probably are not here today. But I believe in God. Well, the question is, what kind of God you believe in? And what do you believe about God? See, there is a difference between giving God some thanks and being thankful. Giving some thanks is the occasion. Well, I just thank God. But being thankful is a state of being indicating who you are. I'm a thankful person, but I know of who I'm thanking and why I'm giving thanks. So thankfulness is an attitude of gratitude. Thankfulness is an attitude of gratitude. You can say a blessing of thanks over your meal and still not be thankful. It's just a routine. Lord, I thank you for this meal. You got your eye open looking at what you're finna eat. Lord, I thank you for this meal in Jesus' name. Amen. If we are thankful for the things God has done, we don't wait until the week of Thanksgiving to voice our thanks. He doesn't wait till the week of Thanksgiving to be good to us. Our lives become a lifestyle of offering thanks because we recognize the hand of God working in countless ways in our lives. From the ordinary to the extraordinary, we recognize God's goodness and his blessings. So the first step to becoming a person of thankfulness is realizing why we should give thanks to God. Why should we give thanks to God? Why should we give thanks to God? You know, if a stranger walk up to you and say, you ought to give me some thanks, we're going to say, well, why should I thank you? Who are you? Because we don't thank someone for something that have never done anything for us. If we go to the scripture, we're going to get a good picture of why we ought to be thankful to God. The people of God, the Israelite, the Jews, who saw and experienced what God did for them, had developed, of course, a culture and an understanding of thankfulness. And we can be summed up in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. Here's what they said. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. You can stop right there. I was waiting for him to, to be the lily of the valley and the bright and morning star. He said, no, listen. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So we're told who to give thanks to. Give thanks to the Lord. Secondly, 
we are told why we should give him thanks. And it is because he is good. Because he is good. And then his love endures, con remains, continues forever, no matter what. Since God is good, what flows from him is goodness. And we'll see that from the beginning in the book of Genesis, in the first chapter, in the third and fourth verse. It says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that light was good. God says, now this is good. I'm good, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make things that are good and admirable and, and available for people to enjoy. So I'm good, so good things are going to come out of me. If you look in the first chapter of Genesis, there are several verses that said, and God made the plants, and that was good. And God made the sea and formed the sea. That was good. God says, I'm good, so I'm going to do some good things. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I am thankful that you have taken your time to listen to us as we have shared messages with you on the importance of being thankful in all things. There are a lot of things that could go wrong in our lives. And for some of us, we've had some tremendous challenges. But let's give God thanks for who he is and what he has already done. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercies is everlasting. If you would like to hear this word of encouragement again, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. You can listen to today's message or previous messages that you've heard on this broadcast. And as we are in this season of Thanksgiving and getting ready to go into the end of the year, this is a good time to reset yourself. You may have been distanced and may have felt a little isolated during the past couple of years, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World in person. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. So come and be our guest. God is doing some amazing things. For more information, go to our website at lowcf.org. And then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus for Sunday school books, Bibles, study materials, communion supplies, and whatever you need. Call us at the Beacon, 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.